Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. Yeah, and especially when scrapbooking, I mean, especially as humans in general, because we're not always perfect moms or perfect wives or perfect humans, um, but scrapbooking, like, you just cannot stress over it. It's supposed to be fun and creative and, you know, making it imperfect for me makes it perfect. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 58. In this episode, I'm interviewing Luanna Steiner for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. Lou has a colorful, traditional style, and we're excited to have her as the March featured artist at Simple Scrapper. But before we jump in, I want to remind you about Stash Bash, the members-only event Kim and I discussed last week on the podcast. If you'd like encouragement, support, and specific direction for decluttering your scrapbook supplies, I'd love for you to join us. Stash Bash begins this Thursday, March 5th. You can learn more about membership and sign up at simplescrapper.com slash membership. Hey, Lou, how are you today? I am good. How about you? Good. I am so excited to talk to you and learn more about your creative journey and all the things that you are loving in scrapbooking right now. I'm excited to share. So could you kick things off by sharing just a little bit about yourself to help our audience get to know our featured artist? Yeah. So I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, so middle of Midwest. Oh, I had no (laughs) idea you were so close. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. um, Born and raised here, so lived here all my life. Um, I've been married for 23 years now, almost 23. And we have a 21 year old son engaged to be married this summer and, uh, 18 year old senior or no. Yeah. Senior in college. No, junior in college. Apologies. And a six year old son. So surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Yep. Nice. uh, So lots of things to scrapbook, lots of stories in all phases of life. So all phases. It's it's a little a little hectic right now as far as scrapbooking, but I I love it. (laughs) Awesome. So we always love to talk about what are one or two things that's exciting you right now in scrapbooking that's lighting you up. It can be a product, an app, a class, a person, just a, a concept, anything at all. Um, honestly, right now I've really been, um, into pretty little studio. I just recently kind of got introduced to it with their, um, I can't remember the Indian summer fall line. And I have fallen in love with everything that they come out. They're so, um, having boys and girls of all ages in my family, uh, I feel like their lines are super gen- like gender neutral and I can scrapbook anything with any of them. So, um, that's something that's got me really excited. Also just all the bright colors I'm seeing lately, so many rainbows and 
fun and exciting colors. You're definitely like a cult. You definitely incorporate color in all of your pages. And that's a huge theme. I can see how the pretty little studio products really fit your style as well. Yeah. I love it. And I just recently got a bunch of it and I'm just like, I'm drooling over it. (laughs) Nice. So mine is kind of more generic. It's foam word stickers. Now I love, uh, big word title stickers that are, you know, t- usually they're Thickers brand, American Crafts. Mm-hmm. But I like the foam ones in particular because you can kind of bend them or squish them to fit in the exact size that you have. Yes. Whereas the ones that are like puffy or, you know, chipboard, they're, that's the shape and size they are. But the foam ones have just that little bit of play that make them so yeah. versatile. I remember when I got my first pack of thickers that were foam from eons ago, and I just like loved how flexible they were because chipboard was a huge thing then. I don't know if you remember the giant, like, I think they're Mombi chipboard letters. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love, I'm with you there. I love that too. Also, they tend to stick, whereas the chipboard ones, half the time they don't stick or the cardboard peels off the back and yeah. Oh yeah, I spend like, I'll spend a a day or two here like once a year and go through all my albums and re-glue things. Oh yeah, especially my mini albums. Like if I have thickers on the cover, I'm constantly putting those back on. Yes, for sure. Well, and then I think the... The puffy ones, I find those tend to crack, especially if they're they get to be older. They can yes. like they dry out a little bit and then they crack and yeah. So there's I something about them. foam that's really cool. They're so pretty though and shiny. They are. They are. So one of the other segments we always love to have is to talk about a bucket list story. So this is a story that you really want to tell that's more deep and meaningful because we know sometimes we can skip over these because they feel so big and weighty. So what's one story on your memory keeping bucket list? Um, I, I think it's really just a story of my relationship with my kids, um, with each of them. Cause it's all so unique, especially at the different age levels they're at. Um, I would say that's probably one of the biggest things I want to jot down at some point in time. And I really need to do it cause I think about it all the time and I, I feel like it changes and evolves. So it's something I should be doing like every few years. And I've been scrapbooking for 20 years. So too bad I didn't think about that 20 years ago, but you know, styles have changed. So well, that would I probably if you be could go back to some of your older layouts and kind of pick out your observations yes. from those and then, then tell that story over 20 years. Yeah, I, I think, well, it's funny. My husband and I were just talking about the stories of our children because our youngest is the wildest. So he just has these really comical stories and we were remembering some of the older stories of our children and, you know, just those things that little funny things that they did and just the relationship, I think, is something that I'd really love to have documented, especially for them later on. They they appreciate the scrapbooks, so it'd be nice for them to have that later on. That's awesome. Yeah, we're all hoping that our families appreciate these <laughs> as much as we do. <laughs> nobody else does. My husband and my kids love them, so I'm thankful that they do. But yeah, nobody else, nobody else in my family really gets it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a common challenge for sure. Yes, yes, it is. So this is an episode in our My Way series, so it's all about you and your experience and your journey. So can you tell us how you started scrapbooking? So I worked in a photo lab as an assistant manager back in the days of film. This was um, when I was pregnant with my first child, so 21, well, almost 22 years ago. And a woman came in with creative memories supplies, and I was enamored. I mean, I loved photography anyway. I loved taking pictures. I loved you know, document, not documenting, but I would like just keep them and try to keep the story in my mind. And then when I realized you can actually put them on paper and, and use um, your creative creativity to make something cool, 
made it completely just an amazing thing to me. Now I was a big snicker or sticker sneezer. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of us started off that way, you know, like the zigzag cuts and the, uh, you know, the crazy shapes and all that, but that, that was what got me started. And I've really been, you know, off and on heavy into it. I've never really totally stopped, but right now I'm, I'm back on to, uh, I want a scrapbook all the time. I can't stop thinking about it all the time. Oh, I love that. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, when we get to the how do you stay motivated to create question, it sounds like you're you're consistently motivated. Uh, yeah, I don't don't get me wrong, I lose my mojo so many times. But as I think all of us do, whether we have kids or not or just our lives every day, we we have stories to tell of some sort. Um, you know, for me sometimes it's like my kid came out wearing a rainbow headband and a ninja shirt and mismatched shoes. That's hilarious. That's a story to tell. So yes, I constantly have something I think that keeps me going, um, just in the everyday life. Well, and I think there's also there's a difference between being somebody who constantly thinks about it, is like entrenched, and then actually having the motivation to Yes. Do more than sit there and scroll on Instagram. Watch videos and Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Take more classes, learn things, you know, those are different things. I do find myself, um, you know, finding excuses to not sit down a scrapbook. I don't know why I just do. Um, and then when I do, I finally dive in and I'm all in and I I'm in it for weeks and I can't stop. But once I stop, it's like, I can't, I have a hard time getting going again, but thank God there's so much out there with social media. It's, you know, the very least I'm looking at it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's helpful. So going back to your introduction with, with creative memories, how did your kind of your approaches to scrapbooking evolve over the past 20 years? I'm, assu- I'm assuming and based on your Instagram, you're not still doing creative memories type scrapbooking. No, <laughs> no I still have some of their tools because their tools are really good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have friends that still sell it, which is crazy to me, but they, they are on a different path than I am and that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I did creative memories for the first you know, like I, I did a couple classes or whatever. I never could afford anything. It was all so expensive. And then I started going to like, I, I want to say like Joann's or Michael's and finding supplies. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I wanted to decide I want to do a scrapbook for my son for his first birthday. And so my husband for Christmas that year, which was four months before his birthday, um, got me a whole set of things, you know, an album, like a pioneer post down album and stickers and papers and all that kind of stuff. And I was so excited. I got the first year done and yeah, some of it was creative memories, but creative memories again was so expensive. I could not afford it. So as I progressed, I kind of stopped after that first year and then I do a page here and there. And then I had my daughter and I did some more things here and there. And then I think it was, there were like some online stores with forums and galleries and that really started get me going, like two peas in a bucket. I know most people probably remember that if they scrapbooked any amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then my mother-in-law had a really good friend who owned an online store who was based in Michigan. So I, I started really getting into the art of it and less so, you know, let's throw stickers everywhere. Um, journaling became an important part of it, the dating things and actually putting the story down and not every freaking photo. I don't need to scrapbook every photo. <laughs> um, so once I started seeing all these, these galleries and these products and these companies, I started really, and I, I'd say that was probably at the height of scrapbooking, the scrapbooking industry anyway. Um, I, I really got into it. And then I started designing for um, my mother-in-law's friend's store online. 
that was years ago. I went to CHA a few times in Chicago. Oh, and very just, cool. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, I was I was in a, one magazine right before Simple, was it Simple Scrapbooks? Mm-hmm. And Creative, keep Creating Keepsakes. When yep. they both, it was right before they both kind of shut the doors. Um, so like I said, it was right at the peak and I really got into it. And then I slowed down. And then um, I'd say in the last five years, I started really picking back up again because it's a different world again. So much yes. online presence. Well, and so yeah, much- and it, it sounds like the online community has always been kind of a part of keeping you connected. Yes. And then yeah. today it's just, there's just an explosion of different options that to, yes. I mean, you really can pick any, any supply you want and put it in any project in any format or size that you want. So yes, which I love. And it's, you know, it's hard. A lot of scrapbookers suffer, suffer the same thing where we don't have a lot of local people that scrapbook with you. So mm-hmm. You know, it's been it's been great to find that community. My sister is now a scrapbooker too, so I finally got her involved. But um, it, it's just it's great to have that community out there, and I think that's really helped keep me going. Just the galleries and the Instagram posts and the uh, there's so much of it; it's overwhelming almost. But I love it. I love it. I love where it's at right now. Do you still have any stores in Indy? No, uh, I think there's a couple on the south side, but I, I hear that they're really tiny and don't really carry products that I would. Sure. Bye. <laughs> I get it. No. Yeah. Not that I don't want to support a local store, you know, but I had, we had, um, archivers. We had two of those here. We had several amazing stores and they all shut down within, you know, a couple of years of each other. So, so sad. <laughs> yeah. I kind of came, I came to scrapbooking in 2008. So relatively late and, you know, past the peak. And mm-hmm. I, I remember going to my first archivers in Chicago and then I went to one in Houston and I'm like, Oh my gosh, these are so amazing. And then they oh. shut down. <laughs> They are. Oh my gosh. We had one 15 minutes from my house. Oh, I spent so much money and so much time there. I bet. I bet. I yeah. just loved it. I didn't go crop there because I was very um, shy and didn't like to just sit with you know people I didn't know, but I would definitely go and buy all the products and way too much of it. Every bit of every collection. I didn't need all that, but I just, I couldn't help it. I loved it. When it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, your own personal journey as how you evolve but we're, we're all evolving because of the industry as well. It's like a back yes. and forth relationship, both with our seasons of life and, and what's happening with technology and, and the retail industry at the same time. Yes, absolutely. It's all, it's amazing how much it all, um, it's interwoven with each other. It's, it's cool to see. And it's really cool to see where, where it is now. It's, I'm still sad that there's no local stores like on the ground, but uh, yeah, I'm loving where it's at right now. I just, I feel really good where it's at. I don't feel like it's going away anytime soon. Well, I think it's just, it will continue to evolve and there were the, the new ways to just craft in general, whether we're talking about like planners and travelers, notebooks and things that are portable. I think those are definitely attracting younger audiences and they're seeing like, they're talking to their moms and their grandmas about things that they did before. And it's just, you know, we'll always want to be tactile people. And some, right. of, some of those may end up being digitally tactile, but we love to create. It's just kind of inherent desire, I think, of people in general. Exactly. Well, I, I like to create all kinds of things. You know, I do things other than scrapbooking, but yes. this is definitely my go-to every time, every time. So we touched on this briefly that you definitely like color in your style. So how would you describe your style in, you know, a few words or phrases? And do you have any advice for others that are trying to find their own maybe you could share like how you came to yours okay 
Um, so my style is pretty simple. I'm a big fan of grids. If anybody looks at my Instagram, they'll see that I have lots of grid layouts because I do lots of pictures. I try to do more than just one photo. I don't follow what everybody does with a one or two photo thing all the time. Um, sometimes I need more photos to tell the story. I like white backgrounds. I like lots of color. Um, I want to love all the mixed media and I want to love all the embellishments. I just can't bring myself to do it. Not that, not that I don't like it on other people's pages. I love it on other people's pages. I I just can't. You seem to like splatters though. I do love splatters. Yes. <laughs> that's as far as I go though. And even that, like when I do it, I'm always like, Oh, that's so long. Look at that giant blob. <laughs> you know, I get so frustrated with it, but I, I it splatters and outlining. I do a lot of outlining. I don't know if you noticed that, but I almost that, all yeah. my pages. Yes. I, I can't make myself not outline. I know that sounds it's back like back in the day when people inked everything. Yes. I used to be one of those people. And now I outline everything. I can't I, help myself. I never really liked the ink thing, but I love a good outline. Yes. I love and I it. love like journaling in the outline too. Yes. I feel like it just, it, makes keeps things from bouncing off the page as weird as that sounds no it totally does it can ground things it connects things together the connection like that you could use cream colored and white colored together with an outline just makes it all one congruent piece of paper it's great so this is so funny because i'd never i've i certainly noticed it in some of your pages but i did not notice how consistent you are with the outlining (laughs) yeah it's almost every, I, I, and I, I literally will try, I literally did a page the other day and I tried, actually it was a top golf one that I just recently posted and I tried not to outline and I just I couldn't do it. I had to take all the papers off and outline them before I reposted them. And yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's, it's what I love. I, I came across, like, I feel like my style. So back to the, how I came to my style and tips for others that are looking for their style. I've been scrapbooking for 20 years. In the last several years, I've you know really been picking up on the galleries and watching people's style. Now watching YouTube videos, they're everywhere, and I kind of pick up on things that I really like to see. So I would try them, and sometimes they worked well, sometimes they didn't. And so my my scrapbooking style is definitely um, driven by so many others out there. Um, Mercy Tierra, I think is her mm-hmm. username. I I that's where I got the outlining from. I had done it a couple times before. But then I watched her do it several times and I'm like, okay, I really like this. So I started doing it myself. Um, And that's okay. I think that's what's cool about scrapbooking and scrapbookers is we love to be inspired by each other. And, and that's kind of how you build your own style, you know, using that inspiration, try something new. It doesn't hurt. Uh, If you hate it, guess what? You could throw it away. I mean, I, I have struggle with using my pattern paper and throwing that away, but you know, I, I have so much of it. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> so that that's really how I came about my style. And I think that's the best way is just find things that you like and try it. Don't, don't be too scared. I'm a lazy scrapbooker as well. That's probably part of the reason why mine are so simple. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to take the time to do more things and try the bigger, the bigger things, try more of the mixed media, try, you know, whatever you think looks good, try it. Try it several times, whatever. I, that's kind of how I've rolled. <laughs> One thing that's been a consistent theme in this in this particular question through all of our featured artists and all the discussions we've had on this is that experimentation and just not having fear of that because yes. it might it might not work. Your pay, you might hate the page and that's okay. You learn yeah. something from it and you can redo it. You can keep it. You could, there's lots of options and not everything you're going to create is going to be a masterpiece. But you every every 
but but every experience is worth it. Yeah, and I I quit. I stopped throwing things away unless it's at the very beginning, and then I'll throw it away. But if I completed a page and I don't like it, I it's another page done. It's another memory documented. So I move on. I didn't like it. I ex- learned from that experience. I will not do that part again. But it's done. It's another page documented. Another picture. Another story. So as I'm looking at your pages and thinking about the outlining and the splatters, and I know I do this with like date stamps, is that I'm very grid oriented as well. But there's something about the imperfection of a drawn line or an outline or an imperfect stamp or like overstamping that helps you kind of embrace the other imperfections in your page. Mm-hmm. It's like intentional imperfection because then it's it's okay if you didn't line something up perfectly or I don't know. I don't know if that like that ever it conversation is, is happening in your head too. 100% <laughs> how I, because I, as a person, as a human, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm a really messy perfectionist. If that makes any sense at all. Um, and, and that's how I am when I, I used to be like such a perfectionist with my scrapbooking and I got, I got so frustrated because I could never get it straight. I could never get it perfect. I could never. So I finally just kind of threw on the towel. This is years ago. Like when I thickers, I couldn't get them lined up straight to make a title. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, you know, forget it. Just, just kind of stagger them. That was becoming the style at the time, staggering them a little bit and make them, you know, your own thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then it became my part of my thing. Like, it's okay because it's imperfect. I don't need it to be exact. It will never be perfect. Um, but I, I feel like at the end, like the ones that I, I do complete and I'm happy with, they're perfect in my eyes. Yeah. And that's like, but that's so like everyday therapy too for yes. dealing with that perfectionism is that here I can, I can embrace this part of myself and choose to be imperfect and it's okay. And it's like that that reminder that it's okay to be imperfect. And sometimes we need that. <laughs> yeah. And especially when scrapbooking, I mean, especially as humans in general, because we're not always perfect moms or perfect wives or perfect humans. Um, but scrapbooking, like you just cannot stress over it. It's supposed to be fun and creative and, you know, making it imperfect for me makes it perfect. Exactly. Beautifully said. So March is decluttering month and coming up on the podcast, I'm going to have several episodes on different facets of decluttering, but I'm curious if you have any tricks for making sure you're using up the supplies you acquire. So you don't, your stash doesn't get too big and cluttered. Yeah. So I, um, I mentioned earlier how I used to buy all the things for every little collection and what have you. I now, that's one big thing I started doing in the last couple of years is I only buy products that I know that I'll use you know, stop buying the bows. They're cute. I love them. I love them on other people's pages, but I'm not going to use them. And I know this about myself. So that's been a huge help. I also put all my like brand new products thing that just came in right in front of me. I have one of those Ikea desktop, whatever they are, um, organizer things. Mm -hmm. And so I have that in front of me all the time. I use everything that's in there. I also like as if I get a collection or like, you know, several pieces from a collection, I'll put them together and have them right there at my reaching distance. And then as I've gone through and used a lot of it, I'll shuffle it into my regular, you know, everyday stack of papers or what have you. Um, and then eventually it's like twice a year, I will go through, I'll make a point to go through all my stuff. If I run out of room, I'm not buying more storage. I have a craft room. It's not a huge craft room, but there's no reason for me to buy more storage. I don't need that much stuff. So that's been huge for me. I, I definitely purge 
and, you know, get rid of things. I still hoard my October afternoon. I can't help myself. I love it. I will never let go of it. But there's a lot of things that I finally like basic gray. I know a lot of people love it. I don't. And why was I holding onto this paper? I had to let go of it. And I, and I feel so much better after I do. Oh, I, I hear that a lot that the, when you finally can let go, you just feel the weight gone. Yes. Um, and yes. I know there's certainly things that I'm holding on to that I shouldn't be. <laughs> um, then again, I do love basic gray, but I, I only yeah. have like, I have a small selection and I'm intentionally working through it to, to celebrate it as, you know, the end of an era. Like I love these papers and I'm going to yes. make pretty things with them. Yes. Well, that's what's funny. My October afternoon, I love it, but it's not my style anymore. So why am I still holding on to it? Oh. No, I know. There's a few things in there I love. Like I love plaids. I'm obsessed with all things plaids. So I will use the plaids and they're really cute plaids. But for the most part, why am I holding on to this paper? I have no idea. So you said you do other crafts. Is, is like quilting and sewing part of that? No, definitely not. Sewing machines and I are not friends. Uh, <laughs> We've tried to be friends multiple times. I now own three different types of sewing machines and we're just not friends. Um, I've tried it on my pages. Mostly we do not do well. We do not mix. So the reason I asked, and I, I have a similar relationship because I think <laughs> I haven't used mine cause I broke the needle trying to sew on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my, one of my favorite projects is a non scrapbooking project, but I put it in like one of those 12 by 12, um, you know, shadow box frames. Oh, and yes. it's basically, I did a quilted, a paper quilt block of some of my favorite papers. Ooh, that's a good idea. And I wonder if you could do something like that with your October afternoon papers to celebrate them, hang it on your wall and then let the rest go. I love it. My mom's a quilter. So that's funny. You say that that's, uh, that may even be something that she would like. She would appreciate something like that. Yeah. And maybe then do two, do two at once, you know, cut everything out. I have plenty of paper. I literally have, I think every collection they ever made. Not kidding. Oh my gosh. I know it's bad, 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 bad. That's the only one I have done that with, but yeah, it's horrible. But I think fun projects like that are ways, especially when you identify, like even the bows you mentioned, when you identify a supply, that's not really your scrapbooking style. It doesn't mean that you might not be able to find another use for it to honor that. If you really do like it that much. Yeah. Yeah. I, and when I've tried different, um, different, you know, like crafting paper crafting wise, I will use that kind of stuff. And I kind of love doing that. Like, you know, a mini album, I don't do those very often, but when I do, it's like, it's fun to add in those things that I don't get to use very often, or I don't want to use them for regular size pages. So it's just, it's fun to do that. Mm-hmm. I just don't buy it anymore. <laughs> so at the beginning, we talked a little bit about thing, what's exciting you right now, but I want to kind of go broader into what are you loving throughout the hobby? So what formats or sizes are you creating in most regularly? Uh, 12 by 12 is my, my jam overall. Um, I did a stint of eight and a half by 11 and I still do them every once in a while, especially with my pets. I don't know why. I just realized the other day that most of my pet pages are eight and a half by 11, but that's fascinating. <laughs> I know. I, it's funny because I did one of my, my cat the other day and I was, I was like, you know, where are the rest of my pet layouts? And then I went through one album and there, there they were all eight and a half by 11, but, and I'll do them every once in a while. I do eight and a half by 11 every once in a great while, but I'm, I'm a big 12 by 12 and I pretty much stick to that. Um, I've done traveler's notebook and I did enjoy it. I love to see other people do all these millions of different, you know, project life and, and all that. I love it. Planners. I just, I, it's too overwhelming for me. So I stick to pretty basic 12 by 12. Well, I think that the understanding about yourself is something we talked about a lot during February and find your way month because you can, you can appreciate 
what other people have done. You can even have enjoyed it in the past, but no, this isn't something that's going to continually um, satisfy your needs, both like creatively and productively. <laughs> yes. I will say, um, so December daily, which I don't really call it December daily because we celebrate from Thanksgiving all the way through mid January. So I consider oh, yeah. it yeah, my yeah. holiday album. Um, I did one last year and I absolutely loved it. I didn't finish it till July. I don't preemptively make pages. I don't scrap as I go. Cause I, I just can't, I, I find myself, um, getting frustrated with the restrictions, you know, trying to restrict myself to only doing that. But that's one thing that I have done outside of 12 by 12. I do my December or my holiday album every year. So yeah, that's fun. I'm to- nowhere near done with uh, 2019, but it will get done someday. <laughs> so you just gave me an idea because I don't love to scrapbook Halloween, but really is that's kind of the start of the holiday season because you know yeah. that the second Halloween is over, all the Christmas stuff goes up. Yes. And then so and my birthday is mid-January, so I should just do something that's like Halloween through my birthday as like the holiday season. <laughs> Why not? That's yeah. what we do. We literally have so many gatherings, you know, and I, I want to document at least a photo from every gathering mm-hmm. because people are growing older. The kids are growing older. My husband's grandma is, you know, not doing well. So, you know, these things I want to just have a, I don't know. I like looking back and seeing the pictures of the kids from 10 years ago. I don't have that scrapbooked, but I like to at least see the picture if I could find it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what about your process? When you begin a page, how do you start? Do you start with a photo, a story, a product, or does it vary? It definitely varies for me. Um, and I don't do anything chronologically. So sometimes I'll be flipping through my pictures and be like, Ooh, I really want to scrapbook that picture. Um, or, Ooh, I just got this product, you know, these products and I just love them. So let me, you know, find a picture that goes with it. So it, it varies for sure. Um, you know, when you get a, package of new scrapbook goodies (laughs) who doesn't want to pull them out and scrapbook him right now well i think it's so important to follow that motivation whatever it doesn't matter what's motivating you period it's motivating you just (laughs) go do something yes yes and i you know i one thing i do that's key for me is i want to make sure at least the photo is highlighted i love the project products i love the papers the embellishments but you know ultimately even though the photo may not have inspired me to scrapbook that's going to be the main point of my page i love it so what about products? You've already mentioned a couple things that you like, some older lines that maybe don't exist anymore. <laughs> like who, what, what things are you buying right now? And maybe even more specifically, like, are you more of a paper person, more of an embellishment person? I think, I think you hinted at this before a little bit. Yeah, I, I love paper. I love it. Um, I, I do like enamel dots cause they're just such a simple, simple thing. All thickers, especially foam thickers. I love them, love them, love them. I'm obsessed with all thickers. Um, but as far as like products right now, like I just got the Chamel, Chamel, never pronounce her name right, uh, which collection is Never Grow Up. Mm-hmm. Love it, especially for having a six-year-old boy. It's absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, I would say the, the colors of her lines definitely fit your style. They do. And they're fun and bright. And, and that's another line that's great for um, non-gender specific, because I still scrapbook pictures of my older two kids from when they were little. So it's nice to pull like a picture of my daughter that I might throw on a page with her new products. You know, it's, it's I just love, I love that color, those colors, those bright, bold, fun, um, fun themes, you know, you know, I don't, I struggle with like a whole page of llamas. I struggle with, 
mega flowers. I just, you know, I can't do it. And I try not to be so um, literal with my pages, but sometimes I just can't help it. I think, and I'm not, I know I'm not the only one that struggles with that, but you know, the llamas are cute. I love them, but I cannot put them on a page. I just can't. You know, I, but I would you need to give yourself some credit, though, because I'm looking at your Instagram gallery right now and you do a really good job using like themed die cut pieces. Yes. Like I, I see I see other animals. I see foxes and butterflies. <laughs> and so I very rarely use those because I find them so <laughs> challenging to like figure out the placement. Like, how do I put this on the page and make it all fit together? So. Well, you gotta give it makes yourself you feel something. better. I struggle with that as well. And I, I make myself do it. And then I end up loving it when I'm done. Yeah. But I'm like, this box is so dang cute. What else am I going to do with it? Yeah, no, I get it. Like I, I say, I, you know, I like this, I need to make this work. And then I yeah. just as you said, I end up liking it. But yes. there's a struggle there in the middle. And I think that struggle comes for me, like from back in the beginning of my scrapbooking, everything was so literal and specific and, you know, it, it just, it's a struggle to put you had those to have basketball on. products for a basketball yes. page. Yeah. Good old Jolie's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I don't buy that kind of stuff at all anymore. And I try, I try not to be so literal, but I just sometimes can't help it. You know, I have these birthday lines that I absolutely love. And so far, I think I've only used them on birthday pages. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have to be used on birthday pages, but I can't help myself. Well, I mean, it's it's what you like. And I yeah, think that's that's a huge message to share with the audience is there's no one right way to be a scrapbooker. And it's yes. about finding the products you like and using those and ignoring the rest. Exactly. That's exactly true. When I go to crops, I have people asking me questions all the time about, you know, how did I think to use that? And I'm like, I don't know. There's no right or wrong. <laughs> there's really not just... Use what you love and stick it on a page. <laughs> so, of course, connected with decluttering, our theme this month is organization. I'm curious how you stay organized. So maybe let's start with your photos. So my photos, I mean, I have so many digital photos. Again, like I said, I worked in a photo lab that printed, you know, everything. it was pre-digital days, um, all negatives. So all those pictures are actually stored in those photo boxes by date, by year, by month. Um, I was really crazy about it. Fast forward to now, like, so my older two kids, almost all their younger pictures are in negative days. Um, my six-year-old has so many pictures, like his first six months of life probably had more pictures than my kids had in the first 10 years of their lives because everything's digital now. So, um, that's been a struggle. I actually watched one of your videos about, I can't remember who it was talking about sorting the digital photos, like storing them and how to, so I started kind of going I'm digging in a little deeper. So I'm using a couple of things to back that up and figure out what I'm doing. And then as far as like printed photos, they sit on my desk. I have a little basket on my desk for pictures that I've been inspired to scrapbook. And so does, it sounds like maybe you print more on demand or are you yes. printing in batches? I print on demand because uh, a lot of times I use my at-home printer um, because that's how I've always been. Like I need something to print on the fly. I need to scrapbook on the fly. Oh my God, I'm inspired right now. It's 12 o'clock at night. I'm not going to run to the store to pick it up. So yeah, a lot of things are printed on the fly. Now I will say we did a huge Disney vacation last year and I sat down for two straight days and edited photos and printed only the ones that I wanted. Um, 
and they'll all go in the album. I, my goal is to at least get pocket pages and put them in pocket pages just to get them. Because that was a big trip. That was a huge deal. Yeah, I'm but, so procrastinating on the Disney trip from last <laughs> March. Because like I have, we have a thousand photos and I'm like, I don't want to go through this. Like We have so many pictures. It was just my husband and I and our six-year-old. But it was like we did the full-on thing. Yeah. Um, and we're going to Colorado this year. So my goal is to get it done before we go to Colorado. Same. So, then, I, yep, I hear you. Yeah. And then next, 2021, we're doing Disney again. So I'm like, if I'm not, if I don't have them done by then, I'm not taking any pictures. <laughs> we'll just I know. It's, you know, it's such a, I don't know. Like, this is an area where I feel, I'm not sure why I'm going down this route. Like, I'm opening a <laughs> rabbit hole here. I feel self-conscious because yes. it is a reality, but I'm, I'm an instructor here. I'm supposed to have all my quote unquote stuff together. And this is an area where I really struggle is big trips and managing all of that and finding the motivation to just keep working through it. Yes. And I, so that's why I decided that I was, I'm okay with pocket pages. Cause generally I don't do pocket pages. I do, I do a layout and that's it. I might do three or four of a vacation, but this was Disney. Mm-hmm. This was a huge trip. And anybody who does anything Disney, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's an expensive trip. So yeah, you should be documenting it. And that's, sure. that's, kind of where I'm at with that trip. We, we take a vacation every year. I do a few pages of that vacation and usually I do like an overall, like one overall page. Like this was, you know, a few little photos, what have you, but I, I, I feel like I have to get it done. And if most of it's pocket pages, so be it. As long as I document the main stories and I, I'm okay with that. Well, my solution is photo books for these types of things, yes. which takes some of the pressure off. Well, the funny thing to for me is those stress me out. Oh, <laughs> Those stress me out. So I, I can't do the photo books. I tried several times. They stress me out. It's all about what works for you. Yep. Yes, exactly. Right. So let's transition to supplies. How, so, how do you keep things? And you mentioned this a little bit when we were talking about like making sure you're using things up. But how do you so keep I things used, so that you're, they're easy to access? I used to have just all my paper. Like I have one of those... Um, a scrapbook store paper rack that my mom bought for me when a scrapbook store was closing out. And so all my paper was sorted by manufacturer. This is back when I designed for that scrapbook store years ago. Um, and I, you know, was out trying to get out there and get my name out there. I mean, again, years ago, this is like 12 years ago or whatever. So I kept everything by manufacturer. So I knew exactly who it was. So when I was posting in galleries, I can, you know, put, and I knew at the time, every freaking manufacturer, every line, it was a little ridiculous. I have found that it does not work well for me when it comes to scrapbooking. So I'm more of a theme scrapbooker than I thought I was. And I'm okay with that. I think I was kind of embarrassed to be a theme scrapbooker for a while because that was kind of a not cool thing to be. Um, So now I keep all my stuff in iris boxes. So I have, I do still have the rack of paper with just random papers, like my October afternoon collection and scenic route collection and what have you. Uh, but I have like iris boxes. So I have like two with just boy pages, boy papers and boy embellishments. And then my winter Christmas boxes, I have three of those. I have a Halloween fall. I have a birthday. I have a travel. So I and I know what's in those boxes. So even if I'm going to use something from my fall box, because there's a plaid in there that I like for a picture of my son playing in the backyard in the middle of summer, it's okay because I know it's there. I know where it's at. I know where to find that brown and red and green plaid or whatever. So a lot of my stuff stored that way now. It's definitely more themey. Um, it just works better for me. So, am I imagining correctly that you have papers and embellishments in the iris boxes together? I so for the most part, like so, my boy collection. I'm looking over at my stuff right now. 
Um, so like my boy collection, I have a iris box that says boys embellishments. So it's stickers, um, enamel dots that might have gone with those collections, like the cool kid crepe paper collection or what have you. Um, and then the others is all paper and I'll sit there and just sort through it or whatever. Um, and then like my camping one only has one thing because I don't have enough to fill it up. I, I mean, I love outdoors and camping, but I don't need two bins for that. My fall and Halloween, I had to separate those because they were too much, but <laughs> fall is just fall stuff. Halloween is just Halloween stuff. Um, summer, I have, you know, a summer embellishments, a summer paper box winter. I have like winter stickers, winter Christmas. So winter Christmas stickers, winter Christmas embellishments, and then winter Christmas paper. Cause I buy way too much of that stuff. So it's, it, it's very, it, I have them sorted by color as well. If that makes any sense, you know, I buy the different colors of iris boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love it. I like. I, I don't think I've really heard of this strategy, but I can see and think about a lot of scrapbookers this would really work for, particularly if you've tried other modes of yes. corralling your supplies. You've tried by manufacturer, by color, by category, and it's not quite worked for you. This might be an option. It's, it's great because when I'm pulling out, you know, again, like a picture of my son playing in the backyard in the middle of summer shooting a water gun. I have two boxes of summer stuff, two boxes of boy stuff. I'll probably pull out the summer stuff first, but I know I could probably find something in the boy box as well. Like the bright colors, like the Bella Boulevard. I have so much of the Bella Boulevard, um, the bright colored star papers and all that. Um, But I I have at least a starting point. I know what I can pull out and I could for sure find something in there that will fit what I'm, what I'm trying to do. So when you, let's say you get some new supplies, do you ever struggle with where does this go? Not really. Like, I, I mean, like, if I you get I like say, a freight, like a, um, uh, a chipboard set of everyday documenting phrases, like this story is great, you know, Ellie Edwards type products. Yeah. Um, I, so I do have a drawer, like a, a drawer unit that has like chipboard stickers okay. and die cuts. So these are more like the generic, I guess. So like my drawer units are more my generic stuff. Okay. There's, I don't use them as much as odd as that is. Um, but I know where to find them if I need them. So like the crepe paper, I don't really have like a girl, a girl collection. My daughter's not girly. I'm not girly. So we don't have like a lot of girl supplies, yeah. but you know, like Maggie Holmes, her stuff is super girly Very, uh, yes. and I love the stuff. So I still buy it, but I keep it in a drawer of just chipboard stickers. Okay. Okay. So it's more like non-themey basics. Yes. Okay. I yeah, love like it. I have, this is very, this is a clever yeah. idea. I have two drawer sets. So like the Michaels, you know, like they're, they're the drawer sets. I have them labeled with like label, the labeler stickers. And I have like, um, my jewels and enamel dots in one drawer. I've got, uh, paper products like, um, doilies and that kind of stuff in one drawer. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I keep it. I have a drawer of washi tape. That reminds me that my ribbon and fiber drawer has photo paper in it and I probably should relabel it. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> it probably should. <laughs> All right. So what about like, this is more a more abstract topic, but what about ideas? You know, it, we talked at the very beginning about how there's no lack of inspiration out there. Do you try to keep track of your ideas or do you just follow them and then wait for the next one to come? So sometimes if I'm really, really in the scrapbook mojo, because sometimes it's, you know, like I'll lay, I'll dream about pages, which is, you know, I'll lay in bed, like thinking about a page I could do. Um, so when I get in those modes, I will just doodle on everything, different layout ideas, different. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I sketch out all kinds of ideas. And then there'll be times when I don't, and they just come, I just 
on the fly. I scrapbook completely on the fly. I do use a lot of inspiration. Um, I do, you know, I think a lot of us do where we're looking through galleries, watching videos, and you kind of pull from a million different sources. And that's, that's probably the most, um, that's probably what I do the most. I just pull from sources and just wing it as I go. But sometimes I'll, I'll sit down and really think it out or sit down and write down things that I really want to document just so that I kind of have a plan. Um, and sometimes I do that when I have no mojo. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of, kind of all over the place when it comes to that. Well, that's okay. Um, is there anything else you feel like that's really distinctive about the way you scrapbook or what you do in your hobby that you think would be interesting for our audience? Oh, that's a hard one. So I, I back to kind of like, you know, I, I'm do what I want to do. I, I, if you look at my layouts, you'll see that I, my pages are similar to other people's pages. I mean, a lot of us are kind of similar, I think. Um, but I just kind of do what I want to do. Like I do multiple photos. So many scrapbookers out there don't do multiple photos anymore. And that's okay. That's totally okay. I do a lot of multiple photo layouts because I want to document that whole story. Um, I just print them tiny or sometimes I'll even do a two page layout. And I know that's a big, you know, everybody's a little weird about two pagers, but I still do two page layouts because I like to document the story, even if it's not the style, you don't have to follow the style. My style is my style. I don't need to follow everybody else's style. So yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. That was kind of a hard one for me. Oh, it totally does. It totally does. Um, and I think that's, that's an important lesson. I mean, that's, that's what this whole podcast is all about. Um, is that there's, there's, sometimes we think there's rules out there about how you're supposed to scrapbook these days. And that's total BS because, yes, you know, if you love two pages, two page spreads, and that's your thing, just go for it. If you love multiple photos, that's how you should scrapbook. You know, I, sometimes I struggle with composition in multiple photos. And I, so I just do one, maybe two, because that's what's easier for me. Yeah. And sometimes I challenge myself to make it work with more. Um, but I like to do like 80% comfort zone and 20% challenge. So who really got me going on that uh, was Shamil. I, I used to watch her videos religiously. That was the only YouTuber that I really got, you know, like the only person I watched on YouTube years ago. And she uses a lot of photos. And she doesn't seem to follow the normal rules and trends of, of everyday scrapbooking that so many people um, kind of go down the path of. And so she really, I think she's the one who really kind of taught me to be okay with what I do and okay with using multiple photos because you want to document that story. She had all kinds of stories to document um, before her son was born. And now, obviously, she documents a lot about him, but it's, she uses more than one photo. She uses sometimes a bunch of photos. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she has a really very distinctive style that's very approachable too. Yes, and I can't do her style at all. I tried, I tried, I can't. Um, that was another one that I kind of, you know, like, oh, I like that. Let me try that. And I just couldn't, I couldn't go that route. But I love to see her stuff. Well, and you can still learn a lot about composition, even if you're not yes. using quite as many layers. Yes, just basic composition was a big thing that I learned. The thing in threes, you know, the because um, that's something I definitely always follow. <laughs> has to be in threes has to be you know like the triangle or you know the zigzags i'm always thinking about that too yes it's a constant like in the back of my mind (laughs) so what do you think is your biggest lesson learned from your scrapbooking experience so far my biggest lesson learned is you cannot keep up you cannot keep up don't stress about it because 
especially, especially when you have kids and you've got things going on in your everyday life, your work, you whatever, it's just not always possible. And that's okay. You don't have to put every single flipping picture on a page. You don't have to document every single story, document what's important. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking time out to be on the podcast. It's been so fun. Um, maybe next time I visit Indianapolis, which is, is pretty often, we can uh, get together. You should reach out to me for sure. I work downtown, so oh. I'm always downtown. <laughs> so awesome. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.